This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Thursday, April 6th, 2023. We are officially three weeks out, 21 days away from the NFL draft in Kansas City, Missouri. And this is the draft show presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time, and it's officially three weeks out. Crack a cold one, get ready, sit down. Let's learn about some draft prospects today, shall we? We have Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, we have Aisha Morrison, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans, everybody. We're getting ready. Three weeks out. Wolchuk, you missed yesterday. Did you get, did you get caught up? You ready to roll? Oh, I'm ready to rock. I was. Uh, I had big FOMO. I was out there at the ballpark getting ready for the Rangers game and watching you guys at the same time. So uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I missed yesterday. It's you guys okay. did a great job, held it down. But back here, let's draft. It's it's baseball season, but it's really draft season. It's baseball we, time in Texas. We, we really know. We know what type yeah, of season it's draft it season. is. It's draft season. We're going to have a fun show for you today. We've got some over-under. I've got prospects that I want to, I'm going to tab an over-under. So it's not specifically the Cowboys selection, okay. but I'm going to put an overall pick on them. Would All you right. take them over that pick and draft them earlier, or would you take an under that pick and draft him later in the draft and we'll hit that in a couple of moments brian who'd you watch last night first guy you watched actually i'm not gonna lie i went to the dallas mavericks sacramento kings game last night it's a good game you picked a good one to go to mavs needed a victory last night and so they needed me in the arena no doubt and i showed up Mm. and i got him an arena so no i'm uh yeah i you know it's funny i'm not gonna lie again I try not to lie on this show. <laughs> yeah, but we know you do. Sometimes. I'm trying to lie. I'm not I'm not lying about this. I uh, there's there's times where it's funny when you do get away that you do like you feel like guilty. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you've you made feel, me feel you feel guilty you feel, the whole process. especially when you say there's like three weeks left. Yep. You know my I remember like working in if if I was back if I had to do it over again what I did twenty some odd years ago when you run a draft and stuff. And I did it in Philadelphia, and I think more people need to do it, more teams need to do it, is when you get to the point where it's over, where you've put your board together, and you're, you know, you're two, three days away, you, you kind of put things you know, to bed. But I think I'd take everybody out and go play golf. You know, I'd go do something fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go get everybody's mind off, you know, because to me, we, we were just too, too locked in on it. You know, you didn't want to leave the room. You know, and yesterday I had that feeling as much as I enjoyed going and seeing professional basketball from damn near the floor. Mm. You know, those two about some athletes now. But I, I, I just you do. You have that moment where you're kind of like, OK, what am I missing here? I'm doing I'm, I should be watching somebody. I should be doing this some more. But I think that having taken a little bit of a break from it is also a good way to kind of get yourself going to, for, for the shows today. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's something I'm learning. This is my rookie rookie season I'll say of doing this type of stuff and evaluating looking at film and stuff like that and I definitely have had to find time for myself and mm-hmm. find time to decompress yeah. and, and stuff because you there are so many gentlemen you have to know about yeah. and people people rely on us for information that's the right? number one thing and yeah so we want to do it right you want to do it the right way and if you want to do it the right way you got to study so 
I'm gonna need a nap. nap. <laughs> you got this. Don't worry. I'm gonna need a nap. Nap after this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I knocked out uh, DJ Johnson, the edge from Oregon, okay. and uh, Jose Ramirez, defensive end from Western Michigan, and then I went back and uh, gave some more looks to Sidney Brown, the safety that Aisha Never. loves. Got to say, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Eric Weddle. That would wow, be my wow. player comp for him. Just the way he moves around, covers ground, oh. can play in the box, can also drop back and mm. cover tight ends one on one. Yeah, Sidney Brown's a fun player. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm in cram mode right now. I told you guys like before we get on the air for G Bag Nation at two o'clock. I'm trying to roll through some. I'm just trying to get as many as I can because you know once draft the draft starts, somebody's gonna get picked and you're like, gosh dang it, I didn't see that guy. Correct. Well, that's what we talked about yesterday a yep. little bit. I went back and watched the show and I'm like thinking, okay, do I make sense? I always go back and watch our shows mm-hmm. because I, I, I'm thinking, did I hear them right? Did I react right and all that? So, But we were talking about the, that, that fear of not, and Aisha hit the nail on the head, of you feel that responsibility, the folks. You know, you feel that responsibility that people are like, hey, you know, I, one of the best compliments I've ever got about the draft show, I had a, not even a coach I know. It was coach in, in Miami with the Dolphins. We were at the Combine. Mm-hmm. His coach Found out we were there. He saw our, you know, saw the DallasCowboy.com setup. And this coach came up to me and he says, Hey, uh, I just want to tell you something. He goes, The draft coverage you guys do on your show is tremendous. He goes, I sat in my office last year and listened to you guys for three days talk about players. He goes, I didn't know about all the players. I know about my position, but I learned more about the draft listening to you guys talk about the players. That's like the best compliment I've ever got. This, yeah. Another coach from another team, from a guy I don't even know, yeah. came up and said, and, it, and you do, you feel that responsibility, you know, good or bad. You, you know, I, I know one thing, too. Uh, there was a time when, when the, Bose, the Boses, the mm-hmm. Joey Boses and stuff, and people, people were like, I compared Joey Bosa to, to Greg Ellis, you know, and just, you know, the, as far as that type of a player. And people took that completely like, you know, well, you hate both. You, you know, how can you say I mean, Greg Ellis is a damn good player? Sure. Yeah. You know, but that's that's our opinions here and stuff like right or wrong, though. But you do. And you feel like you don't want to you don't want to sway people. No, you just want to try and educate them a little bit, you know, and I always encourage people to go do their own work. You know, as long as you're doing your own work, I, I'm totally I can't fight. I mean, I could discuss your opinion. But when you know, it's when you don't do the work and you just throw something against the wall and hope for the best. Yeah, that's what this show's not about. This show's about studying these guys. Completely agree. And learning about these guys and putting them where they need to be. Whether we, you know, we're a little bit of a handicap because of we don't get the medical and we don't get the interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then we'll be rolling through this draft and we're like, why is this guy not being taken? Mm-hmm. And then like. Must be a medical. Yeah. Must be something. Because, you know, when you do the work, like, hey, this is what the tape tells you the guy is, you know. And I think that's the – I, I, I take that as a huge, huge responsibility here. Yeah. I, I really, really do. I'm with you. And I think that the debate on players is what makes the draft fun, right? Yeah. I, I think when you don't agree and it's one person's going to be right, one person's going to be wrong. We're going to be right on some. We're going to be wrong on a lot yep. of these guys, right? And, like, I saw our buddy John Owning tweet out, yeah. Felix and Adike Ozoma uh, of Kansas State better than Lucas Van Ness. He's like, I'm whispering this. I'm like, bro, <laughs> say that with your chest because I feel the same way I love Felix and I'm a little iffy on Lucas Van Nets. I think Felix is an absolute stud so it's just funny when some people love a certain guy we, we had the debate about Will McDonald I thought that was a lot of fun that's what it's all about it's it's the same with sports debate but draft debate 
in the draft community. I mean, going back and forth, tick for tack, and then afterwards the receipts will come out, and you'll well, feel like a schmuck about some, and I'll feel <laughs> like, gosh, remind, I crushed that one. Just remind them it's ice cream. I, just yeah. remind people different it's ice flavors. Different, different flavors. flavors. Yeah. I rewatched. Uh, I watched DeMarvion Overshone from yeah. Texas. Texas. I watched him again last night and also just did some digging into every season for him. It sounds like Texas had a lot of changes at, at coach. Right, coordinator. Uh, coordinator, yeah. rather. Yeah. And I think that affected him his last couple years. I, I, he played his well, senior year. I think he picked it up. But his junior year was this weird, weird year for him where I felt like he wasn't as productive, just wasn't as – but. Before that, he was on a constant uptick. Also, sure. convert, converted from safety. Yeah, you know, he, he had a bunch of position what changes. If, what if I told you they would look at him as an edge? Yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say. I'd be okay I, with that. I, I actually have actually have that here, and I, that brings me to my next point. I looked at the gentleman from Liberty, a uh, Darrell Johnson, yeah, uh, that they visited with mm. the other day. Um, so I know we're going to get into it, but yeah, those are the two gentlemen I, I really focused on looking at last night. Let's do some tell me more on those guys a little bit later on. Darrell Johnson from Liberty, DeMarvian Overshone from Texas. Both of those guys are good, but I, I want to try and get back to what Zach was saying. Yeah. I want to have some argument. I want to mm-hmm. have some some conflict in the studio today. Yeah. That's my goal. So let's do some over-under. I'm going to set a, okay. a price tag on each of these prospects, and I want you to tell me if you take them before or if you take them after this specific scenario. Let's start with the tight end out of South Dakota State, Tucker Craft. Ooh, okay. okay, Good player. Coming from the FCF's level, he's a national champion. Played his final game a couple miles down the road in Frisco. Third round, 91 overall. So basically, would you take him if you're the Cowboys in the first three rounds, or would you take him after? I'll start with Zach. Uh, I would go with the under there. I I think he's got a chance to maybe even sneak into the second. I got a third on him. I'd take him at 90 easily. I think that'd be a great pick. But I think you're going to see a run on these guys. And if you end up having multiple tight ends go in the first round, I think Tucker Craft is starting kind of that next group. Him, Samuel Porta out of Iowa. But I I think Tucker Craft is one of these guys could end up being a steal. You know, if you're able to get him in the third, it would be a tremendous value. But I think he might end up going in the second round. So I, I, I... and I'd be fine with that. He's a good route runner, lines up out wide, can line up in the slot. He's got a lot of potential upside to his game. He's a big target, wide catch catch radius, uses his body well to shield the football from defenders to make the catch. I think he's a sticky blocker. Yeah. I think he's hard to get to, to get off of uh, from defenders as well. So I think Tucker Craft, you look at a well-rounded player, but also fits that new mold of tight ends that can stretch the field, be a weapon as well. I think Tucker Craft is a perfect fit for the new NFL. There's going to be, we're going to be working Working on this draft, and we're going to get in the second round, and it's going to look like cornerbacks coming off the boards mm-hmm. with these with these tight, tight ends. ends. Yeah, it's going to be. It could be you know depending on what you think of Mayor from Notre Dame and Kincaid, maybe they go in the first round, but you get Musgrave, Washington, Kraft, Laporta. It's going to look like tight ends. Yeah, or, excuse me, uh, like cornerbacks. You remember we always see that run on cornerbacks. Sure, it's like you know there's. Five picks in a row or seven picks in a row and four of them are corners. I have a feeling there's going to be a, a second-round run on tight ends. Yep. And I think Kraft is probably in that mix wow. with the second-round run of those, of those tight agree. ends. 
So if you're if you're so that looking, would be under, right? Yeah, it I would definitely sure play the under. game correctly. No, I, you're playing I, you don't ever play the game right when we do it on the radio. <laughs> I'm just so not I don't gonna know why you're going to try now, Brian. Okay, I can't give a hint to save my life, but I can play the games right. <laughs> but but y'all are saying if you're going to have if you're the Cowboys, if you're going to make a selection on Tucker Craft, it may have to be at fifty. I think it. I, I think it will. Yeah. I, I think that you're looking. I think you're looking at if you if you stack him. You know, and 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 you look at, and I was looking at Dane Burglar's top 100 that he does, and Dane does a tremendous job of doing this. He had Kraft at 51. Wow. So yeah. I mean, I don't think he's window dressing that thing. I mean, think about it. This is how he's got it on his top 100. Just to just to give you an idea, and I, I think people are going to see it the same way. Kincaid, he's got 25. Musgrave at 30. Washington at 32. Kraft at 51. Laporta at 63. Bang, 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 bang is what he's Did got right there. Did you say Mayor's name at all? No, I, 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 well, he's got him at he's 23. Okay, he's got, got, it, okay. got it. So he's, so he's got, got him as his first yeah, guy. Yeah, he's got Mayor at 23, Kincaid at 25, Musgrave at 30, Washington at 32, and Kraft at 51. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't Kraft's disagree with him. I don't disagree with how – and Laporta, he's got at 63. I got Laporta as a, as a third-round guy. Me too. But that's – that. I mean, he's in that mode where – I think, we're, like I say, we're going to be working on the second round, and it's going to be a tight end, and it's going to be another tight yeah. end, and it's because people are going to say, "All right, we got to grab him now." Absolutely. If we're going to get one, we got to grab him now. You know, it's kind of like mi- the Cowboys having to go with Ferguson. They last missed year. him last year. Yep. They missed the run last year, yeah. no doubt about it. I wanted to get your thoughts on Kraft. Is a lot of what he does right, raw athleticism, and a lot of what he needs to work on technical. And, and that's something that you can teach along the way? Yeah. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he played running back in high school. And mm-hmm. I think you can see that in his vision and how he gets upfield and stuff. I I always described him as moldable because I feel like he can do so much of everything pretty well. I guess for, for a coach would be deciding, like, what do you do well? Like, really, really well. Let, let me see you do it. But, yeah, I, I guess – to me, that's why I considered him moldable. Uh, that's why I considered him moldable, Kyle, because I do feel like a lot of what he's doing is raw athleticism, and him, he still has to learn more about the tight end position. And he's actually been open about that. He's actually been open about how the fact that he's still learning all the nuances of it, and it's not an easy position to just do anyway. No, and, and you're anyway. right. I mean, they moved him all they over the formation. They moved him everywhere. They do yeah. so much with him, and so that's what I'm saying. So for, yeah. for a coach, you, you see his versatility and what he's able to do. For me, it's – can he get with getting with the coach just like okay let's let's put you in position to do the thing you do the best well or the three things you do the best and let's do it they needed a lot of him i felt like they Boy, you're a lot absolutely of him you got him there. nailed because that's the thing about it is you watch him play in line you watch him play flex you watch him play as a wing you watch him play wide mm-hmm. you know sometimes like you say you you know these these those schools that have maybe one or two really great players you know, they can dominate. That's what South Dakota State did with this guy. They're like, hey, Tucker's our bet, one of our best players. Let's move him around and try and take advantage of that. Okay, let's move to the quarterback position. This one's going to be interesting. Okay. So the Cowboys, of course, they, they want to look, and Jerry has said this before, they want to keep an eye on these mid- to late-round quarterbacks. And there's a number of guys that are on that list. One of those guys is Clayton Toon out of Houston. Uh, I initially threw a, I th- I, I want to try and back it up from the initial number I sent you guys in the group text. But I'm going to say fifth round, 150. So it's before the Cowboys' fifth-round pick, of course, but it's after, far after, 129. You would probably have to go and get him up in the top half of the fifth round if you wanted to do it there. But fifth-round, 150, Clayton Toon out of Houston. Where would you take him, Brian? I'm going on the under. 
I'm going on the under because I've got him and O'Connell from Purdue in the fourth round. Wow, yeah. is what yeah. I have on my okay. board. All right, and and I, I think there's something to this Clayton Tune at six mm-hmm. three and at two hundred twenty pounds. You know, you you could when you watch him. I mean, there's situations in tape, and you could tell by following along on the scoreboard that they're in a shootout. Yep. yep. They're in a game where they're playing absolutely. Dana Holgerson and his team is playing no defense this day. You know, they're giving up a ton of points. <laughs> and what's happening? I mean, Clayton Toon is like down three touchdowns, and the next time you look at the scoreboard, they're within eight. You know, and you're thinking, oh, okay, well, here we go. He's bringing it back that way. Mm-hmm. I think there's something to this guy. I think there's, I think there, you know, when you watch him move around in the pocket, the way he overcomes adversity, he can make some throws. I think some of his best throws are when he has the clean pocket. And most quarterbacks, that's the case. But his, you know, he's the main focus of what they are on offense. And he delivers. And I, I, I put him in the fourth round just because I think that. I think he can deliver the ball down the field. I think the, the, his receivers do a great job of working open, but he's accurate throwing the ball, and yeah. I think he's tough, and I think he's got that leadership twa- a trait. And he's a four-year starter, three-time team, ca- a three-time team captain. Yeah. You know, there's something to – you know, that's just not, hey, you're the quarterback. This guy looks like, to me, he's kind of a proven leader. Put up a ton of stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, he 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 absolutely did. I mean, I I I like the way he climbs the pocket. Yeah. The one thing is, I mean, you're right. He can get a little bit rattled with pressure in his face, but he he counters that by his his eyes are constantly downfield. Yeah. You know, he's he's one of those guys that's always looking. He can stand in. He can take a hit. To your point about him being tough, Clayton Tune was a guy that the stats were there because you're right. Their defense wasn't very good, so he's constantly in shootouts. It helps when you have a Tank Dell, right? To to be able. I mean, Tank Dell. Probably made him bailed him out of certain situations, but uh, he's got good size for the position. He's not super. He's not like a Max Duggan where he's going to be running around all the place, but he's got a little bit of mobility where I he can extend the play. Yeah, I, I think he. I mean, he can extend the pocket more a little so bit. than an Aiden Work O'Connell. Outside. He Absolutely. does. He's got yep. more mobility than O'Connell does. But I, I love the the one thing that really stood out to me the way he's always keeping his eyes down the field, slides and navigates the pocket. I don't know that he's got elite arm strength, but it's good enough. He's definitely an intriguing prospect. I I think he's. I put him somewhere between rounds five through seven. So I don't know that he's going to go in the fourth. So you would say under this. Or you would say over. over. He would say yeah. over, yeah. Over. yeah. You would say over. Okay. So you said fifth, 125? 150. 150? Fifth, 150. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. I think when you t- we talked about it, talked about it last week, you asked me how I felt about him, and I felt like he is sturdy. Mm-hmm. Sturdy in yep. the sense of we, we play in the NFL where backup quarterback gets in. Almost it, last year, almost everyone had a backup quarterback, and I think this guy, a team could look at this guy and be like, if I needed him to come back up right now, he could come in and back up. I can get some reliable reps out of him in practice. We're gonna see, some, we're gonna actually see something from our offense if he plays during preseason. Yeah. He's that guy to me because he had to make it work with not a whole bunch of. To me, it didn't look like a whole bunch of scheme was involved. It looked like a whole bunch of scramble drill stuff get sure. get the ball out um and you mentioned the four-year starter thing the reliability and like yeah. hey he's played for a while he's played for a while so he knows i think i think time matters yeah. production matters but time yeah. matters with a lot of these players now but quarterbacks specifically because they got to come in and play well early think about lot. brock purdy that's exactly what i was going to yeah. say because to me we would have talked about brock purdy in a way uh much like i think clayton toon sturdy sturdy yeah. starter mm-hmm. accurate Tough, you know, I mean, bringing them back. 
you, you know, you go look at you look at Brock Purdy at Iowa State. I mean, they they had. I mean, the running back was uh, Brees, Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Sure, they've had some players. I mean, you know, they've had players, but they were a top twenty five program because of the quarterback. Went to their first ever Big Twelve championship. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I, I think there's something to the league. I think is some. The thing that would terrify me if I was scouting nowadays for a team is the one year starter. You yeah, know, yeah, the guy, yeah. the, the one year starter. If I'm Zach like Zach Wilson, yeah. Mitch Trubisky, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, I mean Sanchez. That's what I'm saying. You you're looking at these guys and and you're going, what's the you know? Can I see some more games? Well, there's no more games on this guy. Mm. There's no more of these opportunities to see that. So I think Clayton Tune. I believe you guys are probably right with him being in the fifth. But I've got him in the fourth with you. So I okay. would say under two. I or yeah. I, I I would draft him. I just kind of feel round. like I, I'm just maybe I'm putting him not maybe I'm putting him around up because of the starter. Mm-hmm. Experience sure. and, and the ability to bring his team back when things look bad. Yeah, that's why I went. With and it's him. almost it's almost a sixth round, yeah. Almost, yeah. If you yeah. were to okay. take him in the fifth, yeah. So you get him in the sixth. I, I mean, I'm just saying, if he could, it, it's some people might have him early sixth. No, sure. that's no. Some I, people I'm will. Not, I'm not. Hey, I'm, I'm again. That's. Trust me, I've had my days on quarterbacks. <laughs> he had 40 passing touchdowns in his final season with Houston. Yeah. And you talk about the success that Brock Purdy had with Iowa State. He yeah. had similar success. Yeah. He took a Houston program that had been good. I mean, De'Ara yeah. King was the quarterback that, he replaced. Right. And De'Ara King was a prospect last year. But he took that Houston team and elevated them over those four years. And, I mean, I think it, it, there's something to be said about that at some point. All right, one more guy before we got to take our first break. Byron Young from Tennessee, edge rusher. I labeled him at fourth round 130 overall is where we're going to try and take Mr. Byron Young. Where do you feel like he would go? I'll start with Aisha. Would you go over or under? Barnacles. Uh, let me see. I'm so he's he's a, I haven't really read into him a whole okay. bunch. He's the only guy on the list that I think I need to watch. Yeah. So uh, you guys tell me about him. 6'2", 250 pounds out of Georgetown, South Carolina. I mean, overall, he What's tested the pretty well. On him? Did you say fourth? Uh, fourth round, 130. Under, big time. Big I got time a third under? round grade on him. Wow. I think he's like got, I think they got him right in the fourth round. Oh, but man. Go, go ahead. I, <laughs> I, I like, I like I him way more than you do. Tell me why. Byron Young, I think, might have. You compare him with all the other edge rushers. His get off, his jump off the line, it's he as ran good a as four three, Or four four three at the combine. He had Dude a one six two. can play. The knock on him is he doesn't get off blocks consistently, mm-hmm. and that's the knock on these times, right? Like, you can g- go ahead and give me all the senior bowl times. Let me watch him on tape. And how's his get off? He's right? a little bit older too. He's, he's twenty four. He's got the get off for me. I think he's a good athlete. Doesn't have the strongest looking frame, but he fights off blocks and he holds his ground at the, at the line of scrimmage. He's got a good anchor. I think his get off to me is what really sets him apart. Now he needs to add more power to his game. I think he's more speed mm-hmm. than he is power, but mm-hmm. I see enough to work with that I can be a, a really strong pass rusher at the next level. I got him in the third round. I like. I, him a I, lot. I will say the the thing that I that maybe I have him wrong about. In the in the fourth round, you have in the third. Third, that, I, I see what you're doing there. Uh, <laughs> the thing I'm putting in my notes is I said played well against good competition. He did. Yeah, he did. When you watch him against the better tackles in the SEC, he he gets after. Yeah, it. he gets after it. And so there might be he's a transfer from Georgia Military College, which is unusual to say. But I think he was only there for one year. Yeah, though. but the burst, the explosiveness, capturing the edge, the dip. 
think you he know? times the snap really well. Yeah, too. yeah. I think I think you know, like I said, third round. I you know, you can talk me into it. Good. But I but well, I come I, on over here. No, Let's I, go, I'm Brian. A, I'm a, That's the over he's taking. Okay, let me coming let me, over let me, there. I'll give you another example because I was using Dane Burglar's list as just kind of a gauge of where he might. Because mm-hmm. Dane had him as, in the top 100. He had him at number 93. Okay. Number ninety three. So it'd still so be third. under. Yeah, be under third. That's the yeah. back half of the third yeah. round. Back half of the third round. So you might be right about that. I hate to say <laughs> that. Might be. <laughs> Give, I'm right about him. Oh, well, that he's, he's a fun watch. Saying it with my chest. Yeah, I don't trust you on this. No, I do. Trust you. <laughs> you should. You should. I do. He's a fun watch. He I'm really is. Tonight, you'll you'll yes. enjoy it because he he's quick. He's quick. He's he's bulky, but he's also. Like and it's not fast. Like that's not the way I would describe him. I don't think he's gonna he's blow twitch. past anybody. But he's got that little little twitch to he him. He does. He's twitchy, and it's fun to watch. All right, that's it for a little bit of over under. I liked that. We might bring that back here before the draft hits us There's again. There's better ends on this draft besides him, by the way. Oh, I don't have him as my number one end. Uh, I think you do the way you were describing him. <laughs> I'll take King Felix over him, but I, I think he's Felix. Been, no, I mean, we're nabbing a guy out of Kansas State called King Felix. King yeah. Felix. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I'd take him at 26. That belongs to the pitcher from the Mariners. He's, well, he's retired. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. We, we got to make room for a new King <laughs> on Felix. On Uzama. All right. When we come back here on the draft show, we're going to answer your Twitter questions. It's time for some Twitter on the 20 right after this. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today. Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfweyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. 
is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time. It's also tax season, and it can be more stressful than a last-second Hail Mary with the game on the line. Overcome your tax anxiety today with Liberty Tax, a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Book an appointment today at LibertyTax.com. I booked my appointment, guys. I did it after the show yesterday. I had a baby. Tomorrow then? morning, 9 a.m. Let's go. Everybody want to make a make a trip down to Liberty Tax, and we'll, uh, we'll make it work. There you Adult go. Stuff. All right. Yeah, finally. Getting get adulting. Uh, all right. It's time now for some Twitter, Twitter on the 20. 20, 20 Twitter on the 20. 20. There you go. Uh, Mario said, what is the round of the threshold for Dallas to draft a quarterback? We were just talking about Drake, Clayton Toon, but it doesn't raise eyebrows. How early could they go without raising eyebrows with fans everywhere about Dak Prescott? Of course, he's your franchise quarterback moving forward. But is there a round where it feels safe to do so? The fifth. What do you think? Fourth. Fourth round? Okay. Yeah, I fifth, think anywhere from fifth, the, it's fifth. You think the fifth? You think yeah. the fourth round would raise an eyebrow? Yes. Really? Well, that's where yeah. you took the guy that's your franchise quarterback, right? Yeah, now, I don't. Right? I don't know why the fourth would raise an eyebrow. But he also was the third person on your depth chart. He wasn't even supposed to see no type of. Yeah, I mean they had Jamil Showers. They right thought Jamil Showers was Dak Prescott. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah. So, I'm right there. Wait, scouts will admit that. Anytime I'm, day three, I think you're safe. Okay. I feel like fans are looking at you're taking guys the first two days. Those guys should be impact players that can right have away. a chance to to get valuable playing time. Fourth, so if I take Hendon Hooker in the second, that would raise eyebrows. I don't think he's going to be there, but yeah, it oh. would. Yeah, I think Hendon Hooker's going in the first round. You were the first one by the mock draft you did. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah, right. First... Everyone's copying us, huh? Yeah, every... Hendon Hooker to the Vikings. And now you look at ESPN. Hendon Hooker to the Vikings. Everybody welcome. That. Yeah, everybody You're said welcome. that. Was like, everyone. wow, this makes sense. Zach Wolchuk, my man. Can I give him you credit? Get, how do you get your arm behind I don't know. you that well? I don't it know. must be losing all that weight. What can I say? <laughs> State of the art, baby. Official weight loss program of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. Hugs and less pounds. But no, I do think Hendon Hooker's going to sneak into the first round. This is that fifth year option, and teams want. That, but I think I got you, a discussion about the fifth year option this morning with running you? backs. Yeah, are we overrating it? You think? No, people. I th- I, I worked in this organization for 14 years. I, I always talked it. about. I think it, it matters, yeah. right? I mean, they'd love to have the fifth year option on Trayvon Diggs right now, yeah. but it, it's okay because you got C.D. Lamb in the first. So you're yeah. not going to reverse course there. But I, I, w- I don't think that if you took a quarterback in the fourth versus the fifth, I don't think it's going to make people crazy. Because you might have to. Like we talked about Clayton Toon, like if you like him, yeah. you might have to nab him in the fourth. Jack Hayner well, out they of Fresno worked State. Out. They worked out O'Connell, the the Purdue they had a private workout with O'Connell, and I kind of have him in that tune area of the sure. fourth round. Sure. So if you just want to make sure you land him. Yeah. I, I hey, they they threw the chum in the water. They threw the chum in the water talking about drafting quarterbacks around here. Mm-hmm. They said, "Hey, we need to pick quarterbacks around here." They yeah. they yeah, opened they, the door. They opened no the doubt. door. It ain't it ain't yep. it ain't Joe and Flower Mound saying, "Oh, well, then you know, you know, it, it's really it's them." You know, where was Mike White? The fifth? He was a Five. fifth round okay. pick. Yes, I would say fifth. If you want to get a guy that, if you need him to come in and play and, and be, you know, somebody this first year, I would say the fifth is 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 it. Man, that's my, the one. My fifth round guys, I don't even trust them. See, I think I would, I would say fourth as well. I would agree with Zach. Where if it's a fourth round day three guy, think about Jalen Tolbert last year. Jalen Tolbert, as a third round pick, was expected to come in and play immediately, and yeah. he didn't, and it was a disappointing year. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jake Ferguson was a fourth round guy. They expected him to come in and maybe be contributing, right. but they didn't expect him to be one of the top guys at right. at least a weapon at the end of the year. But he was, and that's great. That's an overachiever. 
If you're taking a guy in the fourth round knowing that he's a quarterback behind Dak Prescott, let him groom. And it's not to say that those day three guys can't come in and and be a big impact. Like, Deron Bland was fantastic last year. They hit on that. But I just think there's a stigma amongst fans when they're watching the draft. If you take players day three, just anywhere from rounds four through seven, you're not going to have a freak out about it. You take one of these guys night two, mm-hmm. night one, oh my gosh, what are they doing? Are they moving on from Dak? They, they, they need to get the wasted pick tweet is what you'll get from that. Uh, do y'all think yeah. any – how many quarterbacks do y'all think are even going to be there at the fourth? See, that's kind of I mean, the point. Well, you guys, you guys convinced anyway. you convinced me that Toon might be there. I think O'Connell and Hayner from Fresno State. Would I, be I got Hayner. I think Hayner's. I think Hayner's size. I mean, I know we're dealing with short quarterbacks in this day and age. I think his size is going to kind of freak some people out. Six foot two oh seven. Yeah, that's what he's measured in at the combine. Thompson Robinson from UCLA is kind of an interesting guy to me. Very. Okay. I mean, if you're talking about the way we play football nowadays. And the quarterbacks that can kind of run around and yeah, do some things. Yeah. yeah. The guy I have trouble with, and I'm sorry if his family's listening, is McKee from Stanford. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't think A lot McKee's of people like good. him. He I've looks, seen him as high as the second, you but guys, I've also seen him as low as the sixth. That'd yeah. be a Houston Texans Davis Mills pick. See, there's, there used to be okay, a thing. I like that, Davis when Mills, I was though. in Louisiana, Mm-mm. when I was in Louisiana, they used That's to have. That's a developmental guy, by the way. They, sure. They used to have these. Uh, it used to have these. Like iron jockeys, you know, that ride horses. They used to have them holding addresses, you know, like it was a stiff steel iron jockey that was holding somebody's address in yeah. the front yard. That's what McKee reminds me of. He's kind of that stiff iron oh, jockey. He's, he's not going to. He is. I feel like he looks like he's throwing a shot put. He every, you know, when everything he's, when he's throwing. Everything is in panic mode with that kid. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm slow. Sorry. I'm sorry. Long mm-hmm. wind up on his throws, yeah. man. He's like a blacksmith. That what the yeah. car kept hitting in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have any of y'all watched uh, Jaron Hall from BYU? I have not watched Ooh. him. Yet. Okay, so I've seen. My, I'm down to the the last group. There's like four quarterbacks I need to finish. Yeah. And he, no, I haven't watched him. My, my homie Meadow and text me was like, "Hey, Jerry." Yeah. You know I, so I watch. I mean, you got to Any see Zach him. Zach Wilson vibes coming on here. At BYU. No, I think more Russell Wilson vibes. Oh, really? Yeah. Got to check him out. Then. I think more Russell Wilson vibes because of the size, the mobility. Hey, I like the way that he darts around, and I think he's actually pretty darn accurate with the football because I was able. You, you know, you start watching Blake Freeland, the offense. Do you have tackle. him over two? And guys like that, where do you have him? No, I, I mean I think sixth round what? for Jaron Hall. He just he just described a guy. It's not like he's like a fourth round guy. I like it. Look, if somebody took him in the fourth round, I think that's a, you said Russell Wilson, right? But I mean, I, I just think I, modeling off his game, just the size profile, the way that he plays the game. I don't think he's going yeah. to be as good as Russell Wilson. I'm not going to take him in hopes like this guy's going to be the franchise. Russell Wilson, a third round pick. He was. But I think Jaron Hall's pretty darn good. I labeled him in this draft magazine as a fit for the Cowboys. Okay. I think he's a guy that if you wanted to go late, if you wanted him to to potentially develop, that's fine. Here's the other thing about it, though. Last year, 2022, this isn't 2020 or 21. Last draft, there were five quarterbacks taken on day three. Four of them had to start in a game. So that's where you kind of got to have that mindset because you could draft a developmental guy. Read your report. For My me. report on here, Hall passed nearly every test thrown at him over the last two years of his college career because he was returning from a season-ending injury in 2020. Check. Replacing the, rep- the production of Zach Wilson. Check. The main reason that BYU uh, remained relevant after Wilson's departure in 2021 was mm-hmm. the leadership of Hall. People rave about this guy. 
started uh, his athletic t- career as a baseball player, and it shows. You've talked about baseball players mm-hmm. and quarterback before. Is that a hate or a love? If you like it, if, if they it, were a baseball, if player? it's Mahomes, it works out good. If, <laughs> if it's, it's anybody else, if it's uh, if, if it's the guys that the Cowboys have brought in before, who was my guy that they brought in from Michigan that I always forget his name. The Henson. Henson. Drew Henson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, yeah. It's, Drew, if it's Drew the Henson <laughs> or Chad Hutchinson or any other, Quincy Not Carter. It. Quincy, yeah. yeah we've, we've had some baseball players come through here. Say, the d- biggest. Did they get drafted by the Yankees? <laughs> yeah, we don't want them. Yeah. Yeah. Austin Ani got drafted by the Yankees. He's in this draft class. Well, we're not drafting We're not drafting Austin, Austin, Austin And go Mean Green, but yeah. no GMT. go there. All right, still very raw in his talent, but plenty of room to grow. And, and the con that I had on him, I said, raw talent that needs to be refined, refined and grown at the same time because he's right. very erratic in the way he plays the game at times. Below average arm strength comes from his below average right. size, struggles to step up and deliver the big throw, and can be consistent or inconsistent at making decisions. Which is pocket. why I had him in the six, because teams are going to knock him for the size, they're going to knock him up for the arm strength. Yeah. But otherwise, the dude is I watch this guy. I'm poised as all yeah. hell, man. You're going to like him. I think he he's would got be a, moxie. Am I going to like him better in the sixth round? You might. Maybe. I'm, I have him in the Fifth, late fifth. I'm cool with taking him in the fifth if you want him. I mean, he'd be, I think, a perfect backup for Dak. I think so too. He I really would fit be. it. So, because if if Dak, because you got to think about like, all right, what kind of offense do you want to play? Dak's got the mobility. Cooper mm-hmm. Rush doesn't have that. But Jaron Hall, I don't think you got to change much. If anything, he's probably got more mobility than Dak does. I, I, mm. I have a question. Yes. Uh, so, how would you comp him with Stetson Bennett? Oh, he's way better. He's than better than Stetson Bennett. Bennett. I don't think so is draftable. Have Stet- so he's undrafted free agent. Go play in Canada, Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett's not an NFL player. As no. a undrafted free agent, so yeah. you don't have Stetson Bennett again. No, picked at all. On your board. No, I don't. Not think, on your board. Not on. Uh, I mean, look, he could be on my board as seventh round if you really just love him because he was productive in college. I'm not taking. You like that the guy? Kid. I, I'm, I'm just asking because of the athleticism and what he. Does. Yeah. If, if, I mean, I think a team could decide whether they wanted to. Where would you take him? Work Stetson Bennett. Yeah, I, I. You wouldn't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I have a lot of questions. Okay. Okay. I have a lot That's of fair. About I think there's questions about stuff. his character as well. That's what I was yes, about to say. Like, I have so many questions about other stuff, but I, I was only asking because of the athleticism. You, sure. You mentioned the word erratic. You mentioned mm-hmm. some of that stuff. Sounds like yeah, I would rather take better. flyers on Hall and Dorian Thompson Robinson. I think I would sense. too. Like those might be the two guys, honestly. Yep. Day three, if you want to take a guy, those would be the two that I'd look at. Yep. Okay, that's fair. I'm All right. glad we talked about them. Let's get to our second question here on Twitter. On oh, the we 20. made it to the second question. Yeah, right, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> Tim says, which prospect is most likely to be drafted by the Cowboys? It doesn't have to be in the first round. And the example that I will use to, to kind of explain this question is Sam Williams last year, right? I mean, we kind of went into that draft thinking Sam Williams was one of those guys. Where is there a guy right now that you could look at and say – all right, I think this this guy just fits too much with what what's been heard, what's been reported. Where do you feel like these guys could maybe slot in? Anybody on your on your board? And if if the answer is no, you don't have a guy right now, and it's wide open. That's an answer as well. Well, hmm. I mean, for me, I think we talked about. I was mentioning him earlier. I think Demar Demarvion Overshone is a guy that they yeah. could really maybe consider taking with the needed linebacker. Um, his motor, how he flies around, just what he's able to do, the versatility he comes with, showing what he can do in coverage. But I, I think that they might really look at him as somebody that can come off that edge as well. So I, I think with the buzz and he having a visit and all that stuff, I do think that he might be a guy they might be really interested. Former safety. It's a good name. All that stuff. Yep. 
they've kept an eye on him for sure. Yeah, that that's more so the reason is that yeah. they kept an eye on him. Does Drew Sanders is it fit from Arkansas? Not if you go ahead. I Say mean, it with not your if chest. you not if you talking about I think they look at some of these these linebackers that we've been talking about recently as guys that can maybe come off the edge. We didn't we didn't get to Ivan Pace, but Yo. I just looked. I just think some of these dudes they think can do edge stuff. So. Do you see? Do you see Pace? Oh, and I, I we're gonna get a Pace in the next. But you want to go? Yeah, we, 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 we No, 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 no. That's cool. Go for it. Go for it. But the thing about Pace because you know I think they're looking for linebackers out of Cincinnati. By the way, do you, yeah. Do you feel like that he would talk about him as a fit then? Talk about is what you see him as a fit with the Cowboys. I just think he's a tackling machine. Yeah. And I think he diagnoses this pretty well. But they used him in blitz situations at Cincinnati, and he was successful. Yeah. But just as much as he – there's guys that tackle, and there's guys that tackle. He's an active tackler. He's not at the end of stuff, the pursuits there, stuff like that. And so I just, again, I feel like they may start – he has pass rush ability again. So I, I think they're looking – hybrid like a hybrid situation and if you're gonna get a hybrid situation maybe the other guy isn't as good as linebacker but he's a better edge guy i think drew sanders is a better linebacker than he is edge guy so that maybe if that makes sense no you got him does that make sense i'm sorry no no the thing about it with pace and stuff like that and this is i mean i'm going through and I think the lack of height. Yeah, knock him because he's small. No, 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 no. It's a concern for me too. No, 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 no. He doesn't have length. No, the thing about it is, I said my last line is heck of a player shows up on film, but his lack of height might restrict him with some teams. What about Deion Haley? Do you feel the same way about Deion Henley? Henley. Oh God, I love no. No, Henley's really good. Henley's six foot though. Six foot two twenty five. Well, one's five eleven and one's six foot. She's not wrong. Something that people care about with Deion Henley. Well, yeah, the thing about the Henley, I get a six one two twenty. So he was six. Uh, that's what I have. Henley's. I have six zero zero three. Okay, so it's six. Yeah, just over half from yeah, the yeah, combine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I okay. mean Henley's definitely bigger than Pace. I love Pace though. He's one of my favorite linebackers in the draft. It's fun to watch. And he's one of those guys where the size doesn't bother me because he's just the pursuit, the diagnose, the instincts. Now I w- I see what you're saying because when he gets one on one with tight ends. That's when the size comes into mm. comes into play, and you're having these huge tight ends. I think the, the bigger guys, especially in this draft class, you get one v one mismatches if they place him against tight ends in coverage. That's that's where I'm nervous about it. But otherwise, he plays zones really well, moves sideline to sideline, throws his body around with reckless abandon, and, and I think he's one of those guys that people want to follow. I think he's got leadership traits. Mm-hmm. Sure, he. I mean, he's he's strong. He's physical. He finds gaps. I think he does an excellent job at taking angles to shed offensive linemen. I really love Alvin Pace. I think he's a hell of a player. No, I'm I, glad I, we talked about him. Yeah, look, you really do like. I him. do. I, I when I watched him, I was do like, have, holy cow! I got a crush on. Do this you kid. have Henley ahead of him? Or, I do. Or Pace? I got Henley. In How the about second. you over there? You have you have Henley? Do you like Henley Washington State or Pace better? Over I there? I would take. I would take Henley just because the the coverage ability is just through the roof. Yeah. I, I like Henley it's a through, lot. It's through the roof. But Ivan Pace is, you know, former Man, both wrestler, of these guys, you know, yeah, no. That matters. Seems that like mat- that's a thing. It leverage. It yes. matters. It absolutely does. And well, that's the, why I don't get so freaked out. I think he can get better with getting off right. the blocks. I think he I can agree. get better with shedding. Um, I think the, the angles that he, he takes helps he's him also, there. But he's hard to, because of how he diagnoses and how quickly he diagnoses, I think that he's just hard to get his your hands on, period. So yeah. I, I, I think he can improve in the spots that you're a little worried about. Sure. Uh, the, the, the linebacker, I think, that might be the best fit, though, that they could snag third or fourth is Dorian Williams from Tulane. I like that. 
I, I think he fits with yeah. it just as a true linebacker, right? And and I think that's what they need. Like I get the fact of okay, you got Micah Parsons, he can give you edge rushers. I'd ra- rather take a true edge and find a linebacker that can play outside linebacker, stand up inside linebacker. When I saw Dorian Williams, I saw Nick Bolton. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I can I, see that. Because he he has the size, and he can rush the passer a little bit, but the, he was unrefined in a couple different areas. I think Bol- Bolton more of a finished product yes. coming out of Mizzou. Correct. And, and that's why I have I have Williams in the third, like an early third-round pick, and I would love it if he was at, there at 90. I would I, That would be a, a, a good thing. So then we're probably saying that Jack Campbell would be the ideal fit here then, right? Yeah, I think Jack Campbell, for me, he's my number one linebacker. That, wow. If you, say it again. Jack Campbell's my number one <laughs> linebacker. Where is well, he ranked for you? Nah, he's climbing. I know he's climbing up people's boards uh, just because of how he tested. And I think some things are coming out from Iowa, just the character and everything mm. he's capable of. Um, but he's, he's like you said, though, like if you, it depends on what you want. Do you want some pass rush ability? Or you yeah. want a true linebacker that's going to yeah. do linebacker type Yeah, he's thing. not giving you edge rush. He's, he's a true he's a linebacker. True linebacker. Yep. But that's fair. that's fair. Also, too, if I'm not mistaken, he's been working with Luke Keekley. think yes. that's going to up his, his interest. If you have that more. instincts of Luke Keekley, maybe he's the best player I've ever scouted. Ooh. Luke Keekley is. Well, yeah, and if he's working with wow. him, that means something. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Best player I've ever scouted at Boston College. That's amazing. I was pleasantly surprised at Campbell's ability and coverage. I thought that's fine. where I was going to pick him apart, and he was not going to be good. But he is crafty he when he drops well. against this, uh, against yeah. slants and able to knock receivers off their routes. I was really impressed with Jack. He has Campbell. good he hips just to me. He, to, he does. He has good hips to me. Uh, he can flip his hips and coverage yeah. better than what you would think a guy his size. Can right. Do. Yeah. Anything two yards off the line of scrimmage, I think he's golden. Absolutely. He can, he can cover. He can tackle at the second level. He can come up and hit. But he's not going to get in the trenches. He's not going to be that guy that's going to plug a hole. He's not going to be that guy that's just going to come play downhill. But that's not his game either. That's yeah. kind of the way he is. Sanders is more linebacker. flashy. There's yeah. no question Sanders about that. Sanders is definitely a more flashy linebacker. R- just to finish off a of yes or no, did anybody like Abdullah? I mentioned him from Louisville. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. I, I liked Abdullah quite a bit. Now, that's a dude that's going to give you some pass rush ability off the edge. Yeah. Uh, 6'1", 237. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I I did. I, I thought Abdullah was really good when when you gave me that tip on picking him up and watching him. I yeah. was I was intrigued by yeah. what we saw from Abdullah. I think there's kind of a, a a group of linebackers, third, fourth, fifth round linebackers. Cowboys always pick a linebacker. I think it's probably going to come out of those three rounds for you right there, three, four, and five. Yeah, you mentioned Yazir. Uh... From Louisville, he also was a captain. Uh, Abdullah, he yeah. also was a captain. So we talk about some of the um, the character stuff. But I uh, I was looking at his broad jump and just shows. I think that showed how explosive and fast he can be off right. the line of scrimmage. Right. Um, I said that he was. I said that he was. Oh, he said that he had been and he was hard to tackle. Mm-hmm. He showed capability to cover. Um, he could get better at squaring. Yeah. Himself and securing securing tackles, but um he but and people may take advantage of his size and run at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in coverage, I think he can get picked on a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but he played DB in high school. Yeah. Um and I think that that really shows in some of his diagnosing and, and him being willing oh, to drop right. in coverage. But he stuff. cleans so, up in the run game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He really does. Yeah, he's 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 super active in the run game and I think that if the Cowboys are looking for a linebacker, I think that's what you Yeah, I had a third round grade on him. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I, I like Yasir. Yeah, so those mid-round linebackers, keep an eye on it. Because that was the question from Twitter on the 20 was, what? where would you be confident the Cowboys are going to go? I think just linebacker in general 
at any point, day one or day two, you're yeah. gonna, you're probably going to they always going to take day, on there. Maybe yeah. day three a couple times. If you're going to double dip at linebacker, I don't think I would bat an eye. Nick either. Hampton too from App State. Oh, another guy. Nick Ooh, Hampton is Nick fun, Hampton. baby. You know what? Let's start. Tell me more with Nick Hampton when we take our second break. Right now, we're going to hit some. Uh, tell me more right after this. Yeah, just give me more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. All right, register now for 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT AT&T Stadium or at the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players and cheer camps are taught by the current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Save $25 when you sign up for a camp by May 12th. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. Final segment here of the draft show. Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Time now to get in some tell me more. We're going to get through five players here, guys. Okay, Good Actually, luck. we just did Ivan Pace, so we only need to get through four. That's the goal. We're going to get through four different players. We're going to start with the guy you guys mentioned in the last Segment. Tell me more about Nick Hampton, Hampton, linebacker out of Appalachian State. Uh, some teams might see him or list him as an undersized edge, but I see him more as an outside linebacker. He does a little both as a pass rush and drop player. His combine numbers weren't great, but he plays really fast on tape. I mean, there's a good job. You see him hustling. Ball goes away for him. He can cover some ground when he's on the move. The redirection skills are really good. He could get up the field and then get back in on a play, and I love that. He sees a lot of double-team blocks, too, as a pass rusher. 
But, you know, they the opponents, when you watch him play, and I think Beamer's got some tape of him up there if you're, if you're watching live with us right now or, you know, you can see it. But, yeah, he there's things about him that I think are super impressive. You might see him, you know, he, he knocks like bigger blockers back mm-hmm. on their heels. And so I, I kind of am super impressed with the way – the suddenness that this guy plays. Again, he could be an end or an outside linebacker. He's got that kind of flexibility. Length, man. This dude is like a pterodactyl out there. I mean, Can you make cause... a pterodactyl noise for me? Uh, that sounded very, that sounded very North I don't Texas. know how to do it. It uh, did it, sound it, very it did, North it, Texas. I mean, that's all I'm used to do. Uh, but, I, I, okay, so I, I told you this, Brian, when I watched him. He reminded me a little bit of Jamie Collins. Oh, whom the Patriots, Patriots selected. back in the day, yeah. Oh, now, wow. Jamie Collins is a guy that also he played safety and then he moved up to linebacker. But I see Nick Hampton as a similar player. Man, He's got I could see that really athletic traits. He's a guy that I think you can have fun with as a Swiss Army knife kind of move around. I do like him as a true linebacker as well. But what I also like about when you look at the edge versatility, I think he's a dude that's got a, a multitude of ways to beat you. He's got some some stuff in the toolbox there, ready to work with you. He's got an expansive tackling ability because he can dive the length. I mean, if if you don't think he's in position, he'll find a way to get in position. So I liked him a lot. I mean, when I watched Nick Hampton, I I was thinking, man, this is an intriguing athlete that you could mold into a special, special player. What do you think, Aisha? What about him? How, about Hampton? No, you well, guys we gave are teaching Nick to, me about one him. to watch. Gotta, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. how do you, you feel? Give me guys today. How do you feel like he he finishes? How do you feel like? Do you think he finishes through? Oh yeah. The thing about the thing about with him is when I watched him play, you see him pressure the pocket. And you watch these highlights we're yeah. going through. Like he's he's creating turnovers, and you you see him in space with tackles and things like that. The redirection stuff. I, I think he's fine. Did you see? Did you feel like he came off blocks or came off tackles and stuff like that? Yeah, much? I thought he did a good job of that. And, and that's no, no. Kinda... Did you feel like that 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 ball carriers? You asked the question in mm-hmm. a way that you felt like he didn't finish well. I, I wanted you to tell me he finished well. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. I, I well, no, he that's did no, well. yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't I, see issues there. I with thought like you saw tackles. some no, but yeah, no, no, no. He's, he when he gets. I mean, that's the thing. When you got length. You can wrap people up, and again, Beam doing a great job. Chris Beam doing a great job of giving you some highlights. Jasmine Marshall, too. Yeah, and, and Jasmine as well. Thank you both for doing that. But that's what I'm saying. You get an idea about this guy in space, mm-hmm. you know, and he creates turnovers and things like that. I mean, it's he's pretty impressive. He really, really is. Yeah, he gets a hand on the football quite a they bit. They play some big games over there, too, yeah. man, and they, they're not afraid to go knock people they off. Beat the way they, A&M this year. Yeah, Should yeah, they be did. North Carolina, too. Ooh, good yeah. point. Tyler Lacey, Oklahoma State. Aisha, tell me more about Mr. Lacey. Okay, so Tyra Lacey is at uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, he plays with a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about production. 40 games, 113 tackles. Uh, I think he had 30 turkle tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. Um, 11 and a half sacks. So he's a busy guy, busy guy. Um, I think he creates penetration. I'm not sh- I I consider him a a penetrator. I don't think he's a guy that's going to get a whole bunch of my bad. I don't think he's going to get a whole bunch of uh, pass rush. There you go. But he's going to cause havoc for other guys. Um, Honestly, too, he 
he took on quite a few double teams and stuff for the other gentlemen on the squad. Yeah. Um, I like how he disengaged in the run game and was able to get off and tackle. I know he mentioned, uh, listening to one of his interviews, he strives to play like Cam Jordan and have the versatility. Um, I know that they moved him around on that line. He yeah, played some DT, he played some edge, whatever. So, um, some kind of, I think he had the most success, like head up though, like the most uh, being kind of at the nose situation. So I looked at him and I, I felt like him. It, I kind of have the same feeling I had with Jacqueline Roy. It's like, okay, this guy can this guy can play. He needs some coaching, but he need, he can play, and he has a high motor, has power. Like, he's a guy you can come in here and, and would compete and probably help your defensive line. But not super-duper flashy to me. Productive, but not super flashy all the time. She yeah. she nailed this guy. Yeah. yeah. She completely nailed this him? guy. Yeah. she I, I, I tell you what, there. The thing about – and she's absolutely right. I think he's one of these guys that kind of figures out along the way how he's going to pass rush. Yep. I don't see a great plan with this guy. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, but what you do is you see great effort. There'll be like times he's up the field, the pocket starts to collapse, and then he's the guy involved. Maybe his teammates pushing a guy towards him, and then he kind of gets off his guy and then makes the tackle. But yeah, I think you could play him at a couple of different spots. I feel like he could play as it. When I saw him with it being at 6'4, 279, I didn't see like here, and we're looking at a highlight where he's playing wide. I think he, like I used to just talk about, I think he's more of a head-up guy. And that you know, the wider he is, really the harder it is for him. But when he could get up there tight, I think he's a little bit better player. I think he's a guy you have like a Chauncey Golston like plan for. Power. Okay. Yeah. Where he can you can start off at end and then eventually maybe you decide, you know, we're gonna kick him inside and make him a defensive tackle because it does seem like he, he is more disruptive when he kicks inside. I think yeah. he is too. I think he's better fit inside. And he played like Aisha said, three technique. He played a little bit of five. Right. He played outside. And the Cowboys value that up. versatility. Yeah. No yeah. question. So he's listed at 6'4", 279. That's what he measured in at the Combine. I, do you guys remember Milton Williams, Louisiana Tech, a couple yeah. years ago? Yeah. I remember the name. I think yeah. he could be better than Milton, specifically. Milton stuck around. He's still in the league. I think he could be better, but that was the first thing I thought. By the way, Tyler Lacey, a local product, he, he went to Saxy. Saxy, Saxy, Saxy. All right, next player. We went to Lacey. We talked about Hampton. Tell me more about one of the guys that probably is one of the more popular names in the draft, Max Duggan, TCU quarterback. We haven't talked a lot about Max. I'm sure there's a number of TCU fans that listen to this show being in the area. Zach, tell me more about what you've seen from Duggan. Tough, competitive, he can run, clearly. I mean, he shows off the mobility. I think there's times where you see him get a little bit erratic with the accuracy. Sure. Uh, certainly that's something that he's got to kind of refine. And, and we've seen quarterbacks be able to do that now with coaching. I mean, Josh Allen's a perfect right. example of that. But Duggan's a guy that it, it, there's plays where you think, my gosh, this is a broken play. They have no chance. Duggan finds a way to make it a positive play for him. And to me, even with their, their offensive line was solid there at TCU this year, but he's able to create when things break down. To me, I think the competitiveness and toughness is why teams are probably going to like him the most because it seems like everybody that he played with loves him. He's able to get the most of those around him. I think Duggan is a very intriguing player. I don't see him really being a starter at the next level, but I think he can have a long, productive career as a backup like we've seen other guys do, even locally from the same area. You know, Whether you look at a Chase Daniel, for example, a Colt McCoy at Texas, at Texas I think Duggan's a heck of a guy. You see the football IQ when you watch him. There's just certain things with the velocity, the accuracy from the quarterback position you need to see a little bit of improvement on. Yeah, when I first watched him, I thought I thought about uh, what's the gentleman that uh, played for the 
the Commanders. Andy Sam Dalton? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm saying There's a, a that's a that's a wild wild. No, no, wolf. he just he just went to the Saints or the Raiders. Particles, the quarterback for the oh Carson Wentz. No, that's been the backup for the Commanders for a while. That comes There's in been a lot and of those be guys. us up. No, oh, no. you're talking about Colt McCoy. No, uh, Colt McCoy did. He won a game against us. Yeah, Colt McCoy. Was in 2013. That's so terrible. Right People now. don't forget. Oh, I was still upset about that. I think it was Monday Night Football. <laughs> Uh, but I can't believe. When y'all look at it, I can't remember. Um, but are you talking about too many names in the head? I, I had the no, problem it's too. not. He just got a deal with another. With the I think with the Saints. I think he just got a. He was the Commanders quarterback. And it's he's been a, a lot gamer. Of those. No, he's a gamer. He he literally comes. Oh, in you're talking Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. That's who you're thinking of. Yes, yes. I, think I don't know can. why we couldn't think of that. <laughs> That's been recent too. Sorry, <laughs> you had to say it was gamer. That's not your we, fault. We, that is our fault. We left you hanging there bad. We really did. I was thinking everybody but Taylor Heineke. I know. I was like, dang y'all. I know. Sam Howell. Sick at Andy. You know, Carolina. You know what? I look at the Carolina. Heineke's right? a good comp for him, that's man. That's the vibe I get. Because he is. Heineke's a guy that's competitive. Tough as nails, okay. uh, and, and he's probably not a starter, right, in the NFL, but he's a guy that if you lose your quarterback for a month, he can come in and keep you afloat, and people love playing with him. Yeah. yeah. Like, and the, the teammates like him and everything. I just think the, the toughness, all this stuff. That When I first watched Max Duggan, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, this dude a little nuts. He little I thought funny. you were going to compare him to another TCU quarterback. But I, I love – Duggan will lower his shoulder and run a mofo over. Yeah, yeah. and so you will know? Heineke. He's the same way. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's if got you got the game on the line, you need to get him – you need to get a couple plays – need to th- this is the same guy to me that's the comp that i think. yeah i like, I like that it. comp yeah all right next one last one clark phillips the third out of clark utah the third. who do you guys ahead, what do you guys think about these guys brian why did i just shut down my computer as you're asking me another no, question i thought we were done for the day we're not anybody got him up go ahead quick feet competitive it was fun watching him against jordan addison he's got a compact Ooh, build I liked that game with good speed it was yeah. he can get lost in the traffic got caught a few times when in man coverage and his guy has moved around the formation mm. but he ran, runs well stays with his man downfield look at very, all these highlights we got very man, competitive player. You know, he's not one of these guys that's got the length and the size like nope. a lot of these corners he's do. He's got alligator arms or but dinosaur arms. He kind of plays big at times and against quicker, faster, good route running type of receivers like Jordan Addison is, he I mean, he is a competitive pain in the buns to play against. Yeah, he, he oh, so, yeah. Go when, for it. When I was watching him, it was like to me it was my first time when we first watched saw Deron Bland in training camp, breaking Ooh. on balls out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who's this dude? Who's this dude? And then even when you see him drop into the zone, he understands what's happening. Like, he seems, when I was watching Clark Phillips, I was surprised at how ahead he felt like because he can play press man. He can't, I think he's one of the better press man cover, uh, corners in this draft. Um, and obviously people are kind of concerned about the size, but the ball skills are there. He never stops playing either. He has the motor. I was, I really was impressed with just how he, decisive he is when he's like, I'm going to break on this ball. He's right scrappy. Yeah, yeah, he's very scrappy. But yeah, he, that's who, I, when I first watched him, I was like, this, this makes me feel like I'm watching Deron Bland, like I've discovered yeah. somebody. The only thing I want to add to these guys, and I think they got the player nailed, it doesn't matter where you play him, he's comfortable playing in the slot or right. the outside. The he's going to stay with his guy. He's a good tackler. He doesn't miss. He doesn't have a ton of bulk, but he's not afraid to throw his body around. That Absolutely. guy will mix it up with you. Yeah. The way I have Sorry it, I turned my computer on. I liked him more than a DJ Turner from Michigan, for example. Wait, right at the end of the show? I know you like him, but... I like DJ Turner. I'd rather take Clark Phillips than Turner. I think I would too. 
I think I would too. I like me some Clark Phillips. Well, you said you wanted to fight. I was trying to fight. Yeah, yeah I, I ain't trying to fight. <laughs> this could be a fun draft. Well, at twelve oh one though, like we gotta we gotta hey, get out of here. Hey, listen. I'm not paying attention to the clock. That's your job. The, ups, the upside. <laughs> that's what is I was that, thinking. That's why I turned my computer yeah. off. There, there's gonna be corners there, man. Yeah, yeah there are gonna be corners. Put it that way. There's no be doubt about there. it. The way I the way I put Clark Phillips, and this will be the last thing. But I said it's the age old case of length versus strength oh. because he doesn't have a whole lot of length. But he's got a whole lot of strength. He's got a good bit of moxie to him as well. That does it for us this week on The Draft Show. We'll be back next Wednesday, 11 a.m. Central Time, right here from the Star in Frisco. For Chris Bream, Brian Broaddus, we've got Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morris, and I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the Star in Frisco. We'll see you next week on The Draft Show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?